Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I own Maxwell's fitness programs and I've been in business the past 25 years. I recently wrote a book called There's a Method to the Madness and in it what I did was I took a lot of different subjects and talked about the science behind them and that's hence the title of the book, the title of this podcast that um, you know things just don't happen by chance in the fitness world, um, probably in any world, that there is a method to the madness, there's a science behind what we do. Sadly, a lot of people in my industry don't know the science, um, but that's a whole nother subject. So speaking of science, I had a couple questions this week about heart rate and intensity. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, so let, let's talk about heart rate. Heart rate's often been one of the ways that we measure intensity in a cardiorespiratory workout. It's become more and more part, uh, popular now that people are wearing these wearables like Apple watches and um, different watches, Fitbits and all those kind of things measure heart rate. And so many people are now asking questions about heart rate when, um, you know, maybe 20 years ago, a lot of us were wearing the transponder belts around the chest and it picked up to the heart rate monitor and you know there was only maybe um, a small percentage of people that were doing that people that were really into different endurance events and a lot of people other than that weren't worried too much about it and i would talk a lot about heart rate but kind of fell on deaf ears because nobody was really measuring it but now that it's on the wearables and almost everybody's measuring it well you know now there's more questions so let's talk about it it's it's been around for many many years as far as using target heart rates different kinds of target heart rates and there's pros and cons to that and um, i'll get to that but let's talk about what heart rate is first as a uh, measurement of intensity so first i want to state that it is actually relative intensity what we're measuring so heart rate is a reflection of what's going on in the body. It's not causing the adaptations to occur. Um, heart rate by itself tells us absolutely nothing. What I mean by that is years and years ago when I was in graduate school, a student asked the teacher, made a you know, pretty valid point. If you didn't know better, you might um, you know, question this yourself. But basically the, the um, student said, well, so I've had anxiety. So if I'm having an anxiety attack and I've seen my heart rate in the 130s and the 140s, you know, am I getting an aerobic workout if it stays high enough? And, you know, I think there's people out there that might wonder that same thing. Well, the answer is no. And the reason is, is because heart rate, as I said, by itself means nothing. It's correlated, believe it or not, to activity or reflective of activity. The only way we get an aerobic workout per se is if our volume of oxygen or our VO2 or VO2 max is the highest number is elevated. If our volume of oxygen, oxygen rate is higher, your heart rate goes right along with it. Okay, it's a linear response. As your volume of oxygen or VO2 raises, your heart rate raises too. So 
if you're just sitting in your chair and you're having a panic attack and your heart rate's getting really high, your volume of oxygen going to the working muscles is not raising, of course, because you're not exercising, you're not moving. So therefore, that heart rate is simply a reflection of catecholamines in your bloodstream, meaning different neurotransmitters like adrenaline is forcing that heart rate up. So now your heart rate is simply reflective of your adrenaline being pumped into your veins. That has nothing to do with exercise. That has nothing to do with the volume of oxygen. So the answer, of course, is no. If your heart rate's up all by itself and you're not moving, you are not getting an aerobic workout. So you're thinking, well, what does this have to do with anything? It's, it's, to, it's to get you to understand what heart rate really is. Heart rate is a reflection of what's going on in the body. It's great biofeedback for a workout, okay? But the real, real true intensity measurement of a workout is your O2 levels, your volume of oxygen. The only way we ever know those is to actually have our VO2 max tested, which I used to test, but it just became very time consuming and um, I, I basically quit doing them. And plus I found that, you know, once you get your heart rates from this test, there's not a whole lot of point in the information, meaning that, you know, basically the way we check a VO2 max is to hook you up to a mask and you're breathing into a closed cylinder and the cylinder is sending all of your air and oxygen into a computer and then your computer is measuring that versus your carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, and you're now getting a reflection of like what your VO2 is, okay? So the only way this VO2 number can ever become critical or, or necessary is if you're constantly running around with a bag on your back checking your VO2. So obviously we can't do that. So VO2 then becomes something that you can measure. And if you measure along with your heart rates, then we can give you an idea of what your heart rate should be. So once again, your heart rate is correlated to your VO2. So as an example, if you are at 100% of your VO2 max, okay, 100%, the only way you know that is if you, you can't go any harder for you know three minutes at a time or whatever, like you are maxed out. That would be like you running your fastest 5K and it would be towards the end of the 5K. So you're maxed out at your VO2 max. If that's the case, you are also most likely at 100% of your maximum heart rate. So those things, again, are, are totally correlated to each other. Now, as you go down in VO2 max, your heart rate goes down as well naturally, but now there's a difference of about 10%. So for example, if you're at 90% of your VO2 max, studies show that you're at 80% of your maximum heart rate, okay? So that's the linear relationship between VO2 and heart rate. So because we have that relationship, because we know and it's tried and proven, we can then use heart rates as a mean means to measure intensity in a cardiorespiratory workout, okay? Now, 220 minus your age has been around forever as far as estimating your maximum heart rate. The problem with that is, it is exactly 66% accurate. So, you know, that's, that's not overly great, right? So that means, you know, one third of the people essentially then 
are using 220 minus the and walking around with numbers that are off and they're off by 10 to 15 beats in those one-third of the people that it's not accurate with. So 220 minus your age isn't, isn't a great estimate to use, although it is better than nothing. So that's been the, um, the formula that we've used for a really, really long time. The, the best way to, to figure out what your maximum heart rate is, is to actually, basically, if you're doing a 5K and you're running as hard as you can, most likely, that's gonna be your maximum heart rate. Or sometimes I ask people, when you exercise, when you're working really intensely doing aerobic activity, what's the highest you've seen your heart rate? And a lot of times that's very close to the maximum heart rate. And I would say that's better than using 220 minus your age for your maximum heart rate. Okay, with that then, there's all these different formulas to measure like what percentage you should be. I'll say right now, I wouldn't waste your whole time with that. I wouldn't waste a lot of time with that. I think the best way to use heart rate is as a reflection and for biofeedback. Because here's another fact, just like your, your maximum heart rate is correlated to your maximum VO2 max, so therefore you can use it as a measurement of aerobic intensity. Here's another fact for you. As you're getting better cardiorespiratory shape, your resting or submaximal heart rate, meaning not at max, is now lower. That is absolutely one of the best signs that you're getting in better condition. So in other words, if you've been exercising for a while and you notice when you first were walking at say 3.5 miles an hour on the treadmill, your heart rate might have been 100, you know, peaked at 100 or stayed around 100. Two months later, the heart rate's sitting around 82. Well, that's great. I mean, that means for sure you've increased your fitness. No question about it. That's one of the best ways to use heart rate. Let me explain a little bit of the science as to why that actually happens. You know, why did we see that slowdown of heart rate, which is what we really, really, really want? Okay. So your heart has four chambers. All right. Your left and right atrium, your left and right ventricle. Your left ventricle is the portion of the heart that actually pushes the blood to the systemic system. Okay, so it pushes the oxygenated blood to the rest of the body. All right, so your heart rate beats. Let's say the, the normal average heart rate is anywhere from 60 to 100 resting. That's a huge number, I know, but unfortunately, that's what we have as far as what is considered a normal resting heart rate. So 60 times per minute, your heart is pumping oxygenated blood to the body, okay? What happens is as you start to exercise, that left ventricle goes through an adaptation process just like your muscles would because your heart is a muscle. So that left ventricle actually grows a little bit, not um, cardiomyopathy where that could be like um, from high blood pressure where your, your chamber walls are thicker, not that. So don't don't be alarmed. You know, if somebody says your heart is a little bit bigger in a good way, okay? But what we're talking about is left ventricular hypertrophy. So the left ventricle is actually a little bit more muscular, still within the norms it's supposed to be for the size of a heart, but that portion of the heart got a little bit bigger. So just like any muscle, if the muscle gets a little bigger, guess what? It can push out more force. 
So as that heart gets a little bit bigger, it actually is able to eject, and that's called your ejection fraction. It's able to eject more blood per beat. So guess what? If it can pump more blood per beat, it doesn't have to beat as much, does it? So now you have more of an efficient heart. Just like if you're, you're in your car and you're at a stop sign and you're idling at a very, 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 very low idle, right? Low RPM, you're burning less gas. If it's sitting there and buzzing, your engine's buzzing at 2000 RPM, sitting at idle, you're burning up more gas, right? It's kind of like why the hybrids work so well, right? Because it's at rest when they just stop, right? The, the, the engine stops. So kind of the same concept, okay? So that's what happens in the heart. So as you train your heart, your stroke volume, and that's what that number is, your stroke volume, the amount of blood you pump per beat gets better. And when it gets better, your VO2 max then gets higher. So that's an awesome thing. So really one of the best ways to train is to use heart rate, but don't necessarily get, you know, and, and you know, I try to keep my podcast here to, you know, like 15 minutes. So I don't want to get overboard here and start talking about things that I think are a little bit unnecessary, which is, should we train at 80%, 90%? I mean, you know, that doesn't end up working really, really well. You know, the best way is to understand that for, for your bulk of your aerobic training should be done at what we call the comfortably hard pace, the bulk of it. That means you're not just strolling along like you're, you know, going for this easy walk, although those days are important too. And we don't necessarily need to do gut busting intervals all the time, although if you're an athlete, they should be done sometimes. But the bulk of it should be done where you're, you're going for a run or you're going for a jog and you're essentially set, telling yourself, this is the best pace I can hold for about 30 minutes. If I go any faster, I feel like I'm going to have to slow down and walk. I can't make it. I'm not going to be able to finish the run. You know, if I slow down a little bit, I kind of feel like I'm sloughing off. I know it sounds very, you know, kind of subjective and in a way it is, but you know, if you're doing your cardiorespiratory exercise, then that's the important part. I wouldn't get wrapped up into that. And if you're, if you're wearing your heart rate monitor, you can kind of look at that. You know, sometimes it's good to have a setting like on certain days, I tell myself, I'm not going to go over 140 beats per minute. And that's, you know, it's fairly high, but not super high. It's definitely less than a race pace for me. And once I hit that number, then I'll start backing off just a little bit. You know, that's kind of like, what I'll do on a lot of days because I know myself really well. Like I know my heart rates and that kind of helps me train at a sub maximal pace on most of the days I train. That gives me that little, uh, that high number. The cool thing is, again, if you're using it for great biofeedback, then you can say, wow, I'm going faster at that 140 beats than I used to. You know, I'm going quicker, man. I'm still hitting 140 beats. So it's the same amount of relative intensity but now I'm running at a faster pace on the treadmill at this. So what does that tell you? It tells you plain and simple, you're in better shape. So your heart rate is a great reflection of if you're getting in better shape. So again, use what we, what we call um, ratings of perceived exertion as far as like how you're going to measure it because you know, you don't step in the same river twice, meaning that your body's different from day to day. So some days you're going to say, you know, you know, this is the best pace I can hold for 30 minutes. Like, this is it. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. 
see where your heart rate falls, start to get an idea of where you're at with it. Instead of saying, you know, pulling off of some magazine, I'm supposed to keep it between 120 and 125. Um, you know, again, they're basing that off of the 220 minus your age formula for your age. You know, you might have plugged in that you're 55 or whatever. And again, that's only accurate for 66% of the population, you know? So you, you know, you don't know. And even then it's not perfect. So you don't know if that's you, that might be too high or too low. So instead go by feel on that, but still use heart rate if that makes any sense, but use it as a way to, to learn yourself, to figure yourself out, to, to know yourself, you know? Whenever I do a race of any kind, a 5K, a 10K, bike race, whatever, you know, my heart rate's gonna be higher than in training. I mean, that's just kind of normal, right? I mean, that, that's how it's gonna be. And then on non-training days, I can, you know, watch what's going on with it. Again, I'll use that 140 cap a lot, you know. On, on interval days, I know it's gonna be in the 150s, you know, so I'm keeping an eye on it. But it's from years of experience of watching it. So my advice would be, if you're not using heart rate training, this is what you need to do. Start using it. Again, most days of the week, like let's say you train cardiorespiratory exercise five days out of the week. Okay, so at least four days of those, at least four, because you actually could get away with five if you weren't gonna compete, but at least four days a week, just your pace should be set at the maximum pace you can hold and still kind of carry on a conversation and feel like you can hold it where you're not slowing down the whole 30 minutes. If you're slowing down the whole 30 minutes, you started out too fast, the intensity is too high. If it's something you can maintain and really maintain, then you're, you're at the really good intensity and, and you can kind of play with that and you start to learn what that is depending on what activity you're doing. One day of the week, then maybe push it up and do some harder intervals where you're going harder for shorter periods of time and then bringing it back down. With that heart rate, start to pay attention to those days. You know, that's all. Just pay attention to it. Watch it. See what's happening. Hopefully, after you've been doing this a while, you'll notice you're actually going faster at the same, if not lower, heart rate. That is the best way to use your heart rate monitor on your Fitbit, on your Apple Watch, on whatever tool, your Garmin, whatever you might be using. So there is a method to the madness, okay? We don't just get more fit and get faster at 5Ks because we feel like it or because we think we should. No, the heart itself is a muscle that's getting trained, getting better, getting more efficient. You know, everybody asks me, because I've coached many endurance athletes for many, many years, how do I get faster? It's like, well, for running, there's only two ways. You improve your cardiorespiratory system and you lose weight. I mean... That's really all there is to it. There's no magic secret to it. I mean, you know, your, your volume of oxygen, your max VO2 max takes, and can, uh, takes into account your body weight. So if you've improved your stroke volume, which is why I already explained what that is, you pump more blood per beat, and the vessel you're now pulling is lighter, you're gonna go faster, plain and simple. So, you know, there is a method to the madness. I hope this helps. I use heart rate training, but again, I use it as a reflection. I use it for biofeedback, and uh, I hope this helps you. So until next time, I ask you to please be max fit. I ask you to please be max well, okay? Take care of yourself completely, body, mind, and spirit, all right? We can't just work on one without the other. I'm a big, big advocate of that. I've already meditated 
once today. I enjoy it. I do my spiritual readings and uh, what works for me. And uh, I hope you find something that works for you. Be well.